We are on a mission, a mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst podcast, we dive into current events that are shaping how pharmacists approach their patients and their businesses. Fuel your passion for pharmacy one conversation at a time. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Key, president of Pioneer X. And today I'm here with Mark and Marsha on their 15th anniversary. Hi, I'm Marsha Bivens, Director of Marketing for Pioneer X. Hi, I'm Mark Bivens, Vice President of Sales. Today we're here with Bill Holmes, founder and CEO of RX Safe. Welcome, Bill. We're so pumped to have you here. So today is Mark and Marsha's 15th anniversary. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So not much longer than there's been a Pioneer X. So uh, I'll keep the wow. jokes to a minimum. <laughs> Goes back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when I, I wasn't even working at M&D and uh, Marsha would be gone at this small town somewhere. I don't remember where it was. Vivian like, She would tell me, she's like, I was here entering prescriptions or something all day. I was like. What are you basically, all doing? <laughs> what are you basically, Pioneer is actually the same age as our son because I yeah. was going there when I was pregnant with him. Mm. That that pharmacy went live right when I found out I was pregnant with him. So yeah, but see, you left me for us for a little bit, and you oh, yeah. didn't leave you. So no. yeah, hey, no. that's he he took me away. That's there it. We go. That's a that's <laughs> a good deal. Well, I'm I'm glad you came back. I'm I'm loving your Westworld robot lady. Oh. That you have behind you. That is you. Rexy. It's Rexy. Is that who that is? That's oh, Rexy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. She she walks yeah, the trade show over floor. my shoulder. Yeah. Yep. 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 She's in a, a a lot of their marketing content. It was it was Super something cool. you introduced. Uh, what NCPA 2019, I believe. Yes. Or- and then in a in a very big way at uh, February February 2019 at uh, PDS we had uh, actually six six, yep. six Rexies. We had the stormtroopers walking through the hallway, handing out samples of our, oh. our little our little box thing here. Hey, would you like some candy, little boy? <laughs> <laughs> so these were like actual people dressed. Yeah, just yeah. like robots. No, yeah, oh, yeah, dang. Yeah. So like, I didn't go. Like I didn't go to those conferences. I was like, that's like, cool. Completely painted up and wearing like the helmet that is oh, yeah. her right on. hair. Yeah, yeah, he was he was spending the money. So Bill, we we kind of introduced you off. Offsite, but tell us a little bit. Uh, how has uh, COVID been going for you? How's how's the last year or so? Yeah, you know, it's uh, we we uh, like everybody at uh, probably at the PDS show 2019. We're walking around uh, busy, getting ready in the uh, January February time frame, and attended the show in in uh, what seemed to be very normal fashion. In fact, it was very normal. You were there. We talked, and um, you know, Dan Benamos, uh, who's the founder of PDS, walked by the booth and as he does uh, uh, chats chats with everyone what's new what are you doing where do you where do you see things going and uh, we talked and then he said you know we're really lucky that we got the show in. and I went what are you talking about you know it's February 28th or something like that mm-hmm. and uh, you know he said well with the virus and I don't I don't know if there's gonna be any more trade shows and I looked at him like he had three eyes I, I hadn't been paying attention to the news. Mm. I had no idea what he was talking about. I said, Dan, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, this COVID thing, this could. And I went, ah, no. You know, there's no way. <laughs> it's not possible. Are you kidding me? Pandemic in this day and age? No. And, you know, 15 days later, the world shut down. And, you know, we, we looked at it and just tried to figure out what we could do to help. I actually developed a um, a couple of things that I thought would help the market at large, a, a plastic screen with a pass-through bin that didn't allow any oh, yeah. viral transfer and working on a machine to clean currency to get the virus off of that. So we, you know, we just sort of dug in like everybody else, feeling patriotic and trying to help. And, and um, you know, we, we, we did uh, very responsible stuff here at, at RxSafe. We had people working from home whenever they could. I'm sure you did the same thing. But we kept operations up 100% and uh, short of sales guys travel and trade shows, which obviously didn't happen, um, it was a pretty normal year. In fact, for us as a business, uh, 2020 matched 2019. 2019 was our best year ever. So we were able to um, soldier right on and, and are doing that into this year, uh, just hoping for uh, the, the um, vaccinations to you know put this sort of behind us. I, I have a feeling 
that's already happening as we talk to our customers. I'm sure you've done the same thing. The stores are opened up again up front and people are feeling more confident. The mask rules are kind of not so, you know, not so tedious as they were before. So I'm extremely optimistic about the future. We viewed ourselves as a critical care part of healthcare. I'm sure you did as well and mm -hmm. maintaining your uh, support for your customers. And um, so I'm, I'm glad it's behind us. It was tough. Um, and I really feel a lot of pain for a lot of people that, that weren't so fortunate to be able to continue their business like we have. Um, but, um, you know, the American spirit is strong and independent owners are, um, you know, dedicated to success and they're going to pick themselves up and keep going and, and grow. I think there's a, a resurgence. I mean, if you look at um, what people have called the V-shaped recovery, I think we're seeing it. Uh, building materials are in short supply. Yeah. Almost everything is. You can't even yeah. buy a bicycle because the parts in the supply chain have, have not caught up with demand yet. I just think it's, you know, we're, we're going to see some, you know, really interesting recovery stuff. And, and we're going to see a new, a, new, a new dimension in how the future unfolds. There'll be new people jumping in to replace people that have had difficulty. The, all the restaurants that have closed will open up again, perhaps with new ownership. Uh, and people will get back to work. And, uh, you know, I think we'll all have learned a, a, a big lesson here about uh, what to take seriously and how to be careful. And it will all come down to the same thing I always preach about. The independent pharmacy owner is the pinnacle of the closest healthcare provider to 95% of the people in this country. They're within three to five miles of 95% of everyone here. And they're very trusted. And I think that both, Jeff, you and I would say, the, uh, that we care to support this industry, it's vital, that we in fact have the world's largest chain. The 21,000 independent Amen. owners are twice the size of Walgreens, twice the size of CVS, they dwarfed Walgreens and, and the others. And they have a common interest in succeeding to improve the healthcare of the people in this country, and we're here to support that. Bill, I, I totally agree. And the other thing I always try to, the one thing I've harped on and what I've seen examples of is just how good and it was proven in this pandemic that community pharmacy, how good they were at reaching the vulnerable, you know, reaching those people who couldn't get out of a home or had to do like you, you saw, um, whether it's LTC facilities or blind and deaf or, or whatever, like they were the, the group that that we're getting the letters and, and, and all of that stuff. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, I was looking today and, and we did about our, about 22, about half our pharmacies, 2,200 pharmacies did about 3 million shots. And, and you look at some of that against the national numbers and go, yes, but, you know, in our numbers are the guy who took a boat over to an yeah. island. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and gave shots on the island. Yeah. And, yeah. Or, and or are, drove house to house or going house yeah. to house or long-term care facilities. Yeah. Or, or getting to people that were, were harder to get to. So I yep. agree hundred percent. And they were probably the most vulnerable from a comorbidities perspective or something like that. Probably the sickest yep. um, patient group as well. And, and truly the most rural, you know, hundreds of examples of people that are in little communities of five to 8,000 people and they, uh, they took their staff and hired help and went over to, um, to a gymnasium or a community hall or a VFW hall and, and were set up in there yeah. on long days and weekends to do whatever they could. Too. As much vaccine as they could get, they wouldn't go home until they, they vaccinated every single person they could. So they're reaching the furthest and the most vulnerable. I totally agree with you. Well, talking about an American spirit, so one, one thing people may not know is – most of your equipment y'all make, right? So there are, there are some vendors in the robotic oh, yeah. space that they'll buy this uh, Japanese machine and they, they reformat it their own. But, but you mm -hmm. make a lot of your own stuff. We saw that American spirit and in, in the things that you built with COVID. How, how did you get into this? Tell us a little bit about, about Bill. How, how, did you, how did you get here? Yeah, I, I, uh, you're right, Jeff. We're the only uh, completely vertically integrated company in our space, in the pharmacy automation space in the, in the, uh, in the country. Uh, that does vial filling equipment. We have the um, RX Safe robot, which we've had now for 13 years and, uh, and about nine years in the strip package. You can see the strip package over my shoulder here. 
you know, we're very high on improving patient health with uh, the best strip packaging opportunity at the lowest cost in the world. My, uh, my background is uh, mechanical engineering. I'm, I'm um, very blessed to have had a, a very creative mom. She was an artist and a painter, and my dad was a mechanical engineer. So I kind of had both sides of my brain getting stimulated all day long. My dad would sit at the dinner table and ask me, you know, how long does it take light to get from the sun to the earth? And, how, you know, how, how long would it take you to walk to the moon? And I'm going, Dad, I'm trying to eat my hamburger. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to eat a sandwich, man. You, know? well, you, you didn't ask Cohen that. How, how, you know, how long does it take light to get from oh, the sun to the moon? Oh, he'll just make you. Oh, my you, God. Yeah, he'll, he'll exhaust you with his answers. Seven, seven minutes. Seven minutes. And I got that because I couldn't finish my Cheerios until I had the answer. The, uh, the other side, you know, my mom would sit did around. Did you have to be correct in order to finish? Or was he just happy oh, yeah, with the answer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if I right. got it wrong, I had to go do some research. And at that time, cheerios <laughs> oh, no. getting soggy. Believe it or not, kids, there wasn't there wasn't anything. No internet. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have a Google there. I had to go to the cyclopedia. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. And my mom was walking around with a piece of paper saying, "Would draw something," you know. So I was, you know, I was very lucky <laughs> to to grow up. Both of them were entrepreneurs, and uh, so I have over 150 patents in my wow. career. And uh, you know, it's been a long. Long, long haul. I started in the early 90s with Pixis. We worked on something called the Med Station. Overwhelming success. I would guess there's half a million Med Stations in the world today, all in every single uh, country. And uh, did that for several years. Really enjoyed it. Uh, amazing company. Uh, left in 96 to go to a little company in Palo Alto called Omnicell. Today worth Heard somewhere between three and five billion, depending on yep. the article you read. Uh, Randy Lips, great guy. Uh, just loved working with him. Uh, we developed a, a, you know, called a medication dispensing cabinet to uh, to give that dimension to their company, and uh, happened to, you know, I landed in Palo Alto in 1996. You know what a what a oh, weird place to be. They had Stanford on one end of the street. Yeah. You know, it was a quaint little town. Um, Xerox Park was there, but who ever heard of this company called Google? You know, Netscape. Yahoo, all of them right in this one tiny little area. Wow. You know, and I'm, I'm here going, guys, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, billion dollar valuations, no sales, no profit. And, I'm, and I just shook it off. This is, this will pass. This, this can't be. And uh, so I was there from 96 to 99, almost 2000, and just saw that amazing, you know, entrepreneurial um uh, experiment just becomes so real and so well funded and and I just I just got a, a real taste for that so in in uh, in in 99 uh, 2000 I started my first of three successful startup companies and uh, started RX safe about uh, we're in our 14th year now uh, and and basically it just you know piece of paper and a napkin and a bar and hey could we do this and you know a few years later if I turn the turn the camera you know, we developed the first machine, which was the RX Safe, and uh, what do we have? About 500 sites with the RX Safe today, including 10 of the top 20 health systems in the country, um, and and you know who they are. Uh, so it's just it's just you know, this it's the dumb thing that people told me when I was growing up: do what you love, and um, and you know the business and and the money and the success will follow. And when I tasted, you know, healthcare not having been in it before Pixis, who the customers are, who the professionals are, the passion they have to help people. It just hit me so strongly that I wanted to be there instead of some other industry. I've been in several other industries before that because everybody's got to go to work every day. Everybody's got to you know, try to support their family and do, do what they can to, to grow personally and professionally. But not everybody gets to say at the end of the day, what I did today help people, and that's what that's what I think we're all about, all of us. Nice. What other areas have you been in other than healthcare? Well, I built the largest um, eight-wheeled uh, inverted U-shaped gantry crane. To this is probably going to make no sense. <laughs> 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 there, there are words here. Your, your lips are moving, it. but 
That sounds it's awesome. Like you're, Keep you're going. I want to hear what this thing does. I mean, there needs to be an art. It's, it's, uh, it's hundreds of thousands of pounds, a machine that picks up these dockside containers that you see on the back of semis going up and down the road. Okay. They're on these giant shipping containers that go on these massive ships. So I built a machine that um, quadrupled the throughput of a port by uh, making a bigger, faster one of those as a young engineer. You know, it's 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 dangerous to give somebody like me unlimited budgets and a big goal <laughs> because, uh, well, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> is that machine still used today? It is, yeah. yeah. Wow. And we, uh, we actually displaced every other vendor in the world. Uh, at the time, Germany was the primary production company, a, a company called Piner, and and uh, we showed up in their port and um, ran cir- literally ran circles around their demo. In fact, I did that. I actually, our machine would go five times faster than theirs, so I was looping their machine while we were doing our demo. I thought it was oh, quite dramatic. <laughs> but the machine, machine 60 feet tall, 30 feet wide, 80 feet long, it would go 15 miles an hour. It was just really amazing. So I did that, a uh, lot of other... Uh, construction equipment and if you see these cherry picker trucks when you go down the road working on power lines and cutting trees mm-hmm. I did that for about eight years in, in a company in Wisconsin uh, and, and uh, those machines would go as high as 130 feet in the air and allow people to safely touch energized uh, power lines at a half a million volts that is uh, that is a scary thing <laughs> really scary That's scary. Thing. So the, the funny story there, you know, we built this brand new machine that had the highest capacity, the highest reach, and the highest voltage protection, and uh, we took it to a power company. And you know, here I'm this young engineer. I'm all proud of this machine, and we're going to tell them how it works, and we're going to show them how to use it. And um, there's those these roughneck guys, you know, the line workers, just brutes. Yeah. These guys, these guys don't open beer bottles. They break the stem off with their teeth. <laughs> they drink it. And, uh, you know, this old guy comes up and he puts this massive old hand on my shoulder and grabs me as a young engineer. And he says, uh, son, uh, are you confident this thing's going to be safe so nobody gets killed up there? And uh, I said, oh, yes, sir. Yes, trust me. Absolutely. He said, great. Get in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> great. Hop up True there. Story. Love it. True story. So did you get in the bucket? I did. Yeah. Well, he All had right. to. Otherwise, yeah. I'm here. And I'm here. And you're here. <laughs> I made the sale. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's true. Anything to make the sale, including the possibility of death by electrocution. <laughs> right. <laughs> Half a million volts through your, through your veins. So fast forward, you've moved into healthcare. Um, so what, what drew you to the healthcare industry? Well, it was an ice storm, actually, Marcia. It was the uh, the winter of 1989-1990, and I was living in Wisconsin. And uh, December, January time frame, um, you know, in, in that part of the country, there's two seasons. There's uh, winter and July. <laughs> and, uh, and it's beautiful That's in great. July, but the rest of the, the rest of the year kind of sucks, to be honest. And <laughs> And uh, I was living it, living in uh, in a little town called Delafield, Wisconsin, and and it's one of those weird days where it was about 35 degrees in the air temperature during the day, but the ground had snow and ice all over it, so the ground is probably 20 degrees or 25 degrees, and just that weird combination where it starts to rain as the sun's going down, and all that water goes on all the trees and all the structures, and then it freezes as soon as it hits, and it's beautiful. If you look at the trees, they look like crystalline glass structures. And uh, and then, of course, on the house and the street, it makes life extremely difficult. In fact, it froze me into my house. I could not open the doors. There was two inches of ice on the outside of the house. I had to break myself out of the house with an axe, not making it up. And uh, And the only way to go get groceries or anything for the rest of the week was on a snowmobile. So, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, Hmm, this kind of sucks. And the phone rings, and I get a call from a headhunter looking for a young engineer to come to San Diego to kind of change and (laughs) go into a new career direction. San Diego's nice. He said, Bill, you don't have to say yes or no. Let me just get you you, you, get you a ticket, fly you out, spend uh, you know a couple hours with the company, and then spend three or four days here, and then go back and, and just let us know what you think. And you know, here I am. San Diego. San Diego versus getting shut in. (laughs) 
how could you not say yes? Like, yes, I'll be there tomorrow. Makes sense. Oh, we yeah. still love our Wisconsin yeah. people, FYI. Any, any oh, challenges being a, you know, I'm a firm believer that technology companies should be run by technologists. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you see successful stories about that, but, but any, any challenges being a, but kind of an artistic mechanical engineer and, and trying to, to run a big company. Um, how do, how yeah. do you manage that? Yeah. You know, it's uh, we, we all wear a lot of hats. And uh, so I kind of compartmentalize um, sort of my day or my week. Uh, you know, we have our time to talk about uh, what we need to do in sales. We, we have, I think, the world's best marketing group in our company of our type. Uh, we do what we call the Pack My Meds Network, where we actually help uh, bring patients to our customers that have invested in our Rapid Pack Strip Packager, for example. And so we put a lot of time and energy. We have a huge budget. We do a lot of ad spends to try to get people to come to the pharmacies. Last year, we sent over 1,200 people to uh, uh, independent pharmacies around the country. I'm sorry, 12,000. 12,000, uh, wow. Yeah, my, my assistant here, Brady, is correcting. He can't hear your questions, but he's hearing me make like, stupid answers. He's like, what are you, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, 12,000. 12, we took 12,000 people away from CVS and Walmart and Walgreens to independent pharmacy owners uh, to enjoy the advantages of them becoming sort of the pill pack in their community. And we're very proud of that. We actually have uh, on-site assistance to help people grow their programs because, you know, if I'm interested and you're interested in in healthcare in the community, um, just selling a machine doesn't doesn't get it done. Um, We have the best machine with by far. We have built-in vision inspection and other great attributes that others don't have. But um, if they don't get patients there, if you build the field of dreams hoping they'll come and they don't come. Uh, then you really failed. So we work really hard to try to get uh, assistance and education and tools and actually on-site help and expertise through our programs to make sure that there is this wonderful equipment and they are building and building and building the uh, the number of patients who are being served by adherence packaging. And uh, Ben McNabb comes to mind in Eastland, Texas at Level Pharmacy. Ben bought our extra packaging equipment four or five years ago and today has over 600 patients on it. Um, that represents to him, you know, a thousand dollars a year more profit per patient. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, a month. <laughs> there, there you go again. Uh, and his, you know, he's looking at over half a million dollars more profit a year uh, while he's helping the patients in his community be healthier. And um, and I, that's what that's what gets me going. That's that's why I wear so many hats. I wear the sales hat. I wear the marketing hat. I wear the CEO hat. I wear the inventor hat. The hat I like the most is talking to independent pharmacy owners, and I do it all the time. We have a studio here where I am today with all our demo equipment in it, and we host Zoom calls all the time to help people who can't travel, or especially during COVID, mm-hmm. um, get a chance to look and feel of our and how our equipment operates. And uh, I just, you know, I tell people all the time, they ask me, how'd you come up with this great idea to build all this vision stuff into the strip package? I says, well, it wasn't my idea. It was your idea. <laughs> you know, if you do the, we do 20, well, till COVID, we did tw- tw- over 20 trade shows a year. Jeff, you and I see each other all the time, Marcia and, and Mark. Um, and, you know, if you do 20 a year, three days each on average, probably talk to 100 people per show. I've interviewed over 20,000 interviews to ask people, you know, what would work for you and, and, and how would you like it to be different than what you have? And, and that's how we did it. We basically said, let's do a focus group of the entire industry and, and uh, see if we can come up with the kind of answers they're asking for when others haven't been able to. And, uh, and I just, that's the part of my job I love the most. So uh, NCPA, you going, going big? Gonna go super big besides running around and hugging everybody and saying, Oh, it's a human. He's going massive. Well, like I think you said I think you told me like a twenty by sixty and it was gonna be a circle by the front yeah, of the front door, right? It's actually is sixty by sixty. Sixty by sixty. And, okay. And it's uh circular and inside of it we're gonna have uh individual little sections around a circle. So you'll have adherence, medsync, MTM, um, pack my meds. Um, other other descriptions. I don't want to, to reveal everything because some of it's going to be a secret. We're coming out with another 
pair of new products that we're going to reveal there. We love NCPA, very close to Doug Hoey and the group. As you know, we were the primary sponsor for the webinar that uh, we did to support SCOTUS and the uh, Arkansas uh, yeah. case with Le Leslie Rutledge. Uh, we did a panel. Uh, we put in, um, I think, uh, $25,000 as the seed money to incentivize others. And we did kind of like a live aid thing with uh, over 900 people participating live in the, in the webinar. Uh, we had Les Leslie Rutledge. We had Mark. Um, sponsored, who sponsored the legislation in Arkansas, the current um, uh, folks that are on the Farm, Arkansas Pharmacy Association on a nice panel with Doug. And uh, together, uh, we raised for NCPA's Legal Defense Fund over $130,000 to help them. Excellent. That's amazing. The, yeah, we're, and we're doing it. We did it again in the fly-in a uh, month ago, um, a little under a month ago, uh, to get um, the software they needed for uh, doing a, essentially a, a fly-in, which used to be in person, so pharmacy owners that were very motivated, two or three hundred of them, fly to Washington, talk to their representative, and try to make sure that they understand the plight of um, what's going on with the PBMs and the DIR fees. And and so we we paid for a massive new uh, technology that um, NCPA used to. I guess you call it Zoom on steroids, so you could have all the meeting rooms and, and information around the border. Uh, and, and we had other co-sponsors there as well to help us uh, put money forward. But you know they're suing HHS uh, over the subject, and uh, that's going to be years in very expensive litigation if you know people are of a, of a like mind in our 21,000 pharmacy chain. Um, they really can use financial support, and they do it very, very well. So I would uh, put a plug in for them as well. But NCPA is going to be a great show. It's in October. Uh, chances that it will be live are very high. Yeah, good We're news. All... Not only will it be live, but I heard today that masks will be optional. So, uh, so, I, so that since it's oh, yeah. there in the menu that masks are optional, I can almost assure you it's going to be live. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and I think they'll probably do all the right stuff with uh, temperature monitoring and and the like. Uh, so we'll we'll be uh, we'll be back in the groove. Uh, we have a giant presence there. Uh, NCPA is a great partner uh, for for all of us, and uh, you know we just want to help them as much as we can. Draw more people to that show. I think we're doing that right now with our conversation. Yep. But uh, and it's important to show support for a company. An organization rather that's doing so much good work for the industry they're they're busy every day lobbying to you know help Absolutely. us yep. basically well i think it's yeah. going to be a huge show i think there are going to be a lot of people there there gonna be a lot of conversations about what people learned from the pandemic and and how their life yep. changed how they stretched to work better with public health um, yeah so i think anybody listening go to go 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 yeah you know you should definitely <laughs> definitely be there yep it's um charleston or Charlotte, Charlotte, North, Charlotte, North, Charlotte Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina. Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. North Carolina. Yep. And they got a really cool amusement park there, too. So if you get a chance to go to the amusement park. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. They've, they've got a ride that's like that. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> okay. But they put you in and then you lie down. Well, no, 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 no. As soon as you sit down and they latch you in, when they go to start the ride, you get laid backwards. And then, because mm. some of the flying that you're doing, yeah, you are belly down. You're but, on your belly. But yeah. they would they lay you backwards. Yeah, it simulates like you're Superman. Raven. And, and nope, you, it's called Raven. Yeah, no, but I felt like Superman. <laughs> yeah, so, but you're going <laughs> to feel like Superman. Let, so let, let me have my just, dream. They just didn't have the trademark, right? They didn't have the license <laughs> but, but for But you're that. like, it's, you're free because there's nothing between your So you can see like, everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's okay. great. You fly over the people that are in line to get on the ride. You fly Superman. belly down yeah, over No, them. it's like my favorite ride everywhere, so... So yeah. another reason to so, go. So if yeah, if anything, to right? Go yeah. to NCPA, right? So I, I think it's we... it's called the Raven. Do the spicy Mexican meal after the ride? Is that, is <laughs> yeah, that the right yeah, order? That's totally. what it sounds yeah. like. That is true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would definitely, uh, definitely. Yes. That's true. Yes. No. Yeah. Save the hot dogs and the chili dogs for after. Um, yeah. I don't eat at amusement parks anyways. <laughs> the food's overpriced and it's just nasty. That was very bougie. I know. I know, right? She was She's like, God. she was like moving her head over there. I, I don't eat at amusement parks. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a little more health conscious. And oh, okay. In That's right. My age. Yep. Yeah. Marcia and Mark, that whole gym, they got a, they got a tonal that just came. They got a Peloton bike, a Peloton. 
They got a COVID gym. I will remind everyone and her, our honeymoon, since it is our anniversary today, this is our anniversary day, our honeymoon was at an amusement park. That, <laughs> so. Okay, we were kids. <laughs> that is true, yes. we our, our honeymoon was at an amusement park, but we were kids. Yeah, we were babies. Yeah. Did, y'all, did y'all eat the food? We, we ate the food there. We ate the food. That's and what I I'm trying to say. It was chili dogs and <laughs> no. chili fries and chili no, chips. It, it was it was a think, hot dog for sure, but it was funnel cake. Yes, that's sweet. Bill, are you... I, I should have known these questions before, but are you married? Kids, yep, any of that sure. kind of good jam? Yeah. Yep, married. Uh, my son Brian is 29, and he's up in L.A. doing uh, production work on podcasts and webinars and uh, just has a real flavor for what we're doing here today. What kind of what kind uh, of podcast? Is he like a producer, uh, or does he like, is he an actor, or what are you, not actor? I guess he's, we're he's, actors. He's a, He's, a, he's, on the, he's on the production side, and okay. uh, there I, I don't know if I'm free to name the podcast, so I'll be a little careful here, but Uh-oh. they're all uh, they're all over the podcast. spectrum from uh, t- tend to be uh, you know socially focused, environmentally focused, politically focused, and gotcha. uh, you know, yeah. he's uh, he's one of those guys that wants to change the world and and they're working on uh, a lot of messaging to try to improve things and and uh, cares about the little guy, you know. He just uh, he's out there doing it, doing it every day. He uh, does went he through, assist uh, you with your podcast? Well, you know, it's funny about that father son stuff. You know, he uh, he helped me set up our demo room here, which is fantastic, and uh, uh, gives us different camera views and sound everywhere, and all the lighting is exactly right. Um, but he's kind of like wanting to do his own thing. You know, he's, he's kind of shied away from getting involved in the business and, and uh, isn't going to be a, uh, a father-son handoff, I don't think, in the future. Uh, but I, you know, I told right. him the same thing my dad told me. Do what you love, yeah. you know, and, and the rest of it will follow. And he's doing that. He's loving every minute of it. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's great to see somebody uh, kind of spread their wings. And, and uh, I'm quite confident. You'll see his name and credits oh, stuff cool. in the future as he makes his way through that. He's, nice. Uh, so just Brian or? Just Brian, yeah. Yeah, one son. Yeah, so in what part of the, and, and where do you live? What part of the country do you live in? I'm in San Diego. So, oh, he's still in uh, San Diego, still so you never in, left. Yeah, okay. Left. I'm, I'm here, yeah, and he's up in L.A. So we see each other quite often. In fact, we spent the weekend together, so it was fun. I like San Diego. Are you, are you a wine drinker? Do you ever make it up to Temecula? Uh, let's see. Is this uh, going to go live? Uh, <laughs> dude, we didn't got that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we can cut okay. something. Let's, let's, let's make it a I've little been, more uh, open. So, well, this aside, is COVID. Everybody drinks wine. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, aside from your passion of, of building and robotics, what are your side hobbies outside of robotics? Well, um, you know, I just love to travel. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a free spirit. When, when we stopped doing the travel and the trade shows, I had, you know, I was just kind of, what do I do? You know, I'm, I'm locked up and drink. I love, so it, I love so working. Yeah, drink. So there's the, wine, there's the wine connection. Yeah. yeah no, and I prefer, just... prefer a nice, you know, fruity red. Okay. Um, but um, no, I, I am uh, an avid uh, traveler. I love Scotland, been there several times, love to play golf. Um, the old course is unbelievable. Uh, if you're a golfer, someday you got to get there. It's just Is that St. Andrews? Is that what that is? St. Andrews, yeah. 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 And, you know, there's, there's a thousand of fabulous golf courses in Scotland. So if you can't get on the old course, you go to the Castle course or some of the others that are around there. They're just they're amazing. And be sure to get to get get the oldest caddy you can find to <laughs> okay, be your caddy. Okay. I had a guy caddy for me that I swear he was 80 years old. And he's toting the bag around, and he told us stories for the whole four hours that we played. And a few of them had to do when when he was Bill Clinton's caddy, while uh, while he was president. And uh, of course, I cannot repeat that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I got lots of jokes already coming through they, my head. <laughs> they they shook the Secret Service and went to you know the favoring water favorite watering holes, and yeah. and uh, Bill was Bill. Uh, but this guy, you know, with his accent and his his enthusiasm, it was just a crack up. It was worth it was worth it just to have this guy telling us all oh, these wow. old stories. That's so, cool. you know, you got to. Get your ear tuned to the to the so their, uh, their the dialect is yeah, very it's hard. Dialect. Yeah, because I've been to London and and I can understand them, but going to Scotland that one time, 
I went to a Starbucks and I ordered a drink and she repeated it back to me and I'm just like, I have no idea what you just yes. said. I'm sorry, what? And yes. she repeated back. I'm like, yep, sounds good. I'll have that. And the, the Scottish cab driver, it was like, I, I really feel like he's speaking English, but I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, they're, they're, it's so, it's so thick. And, but yeah, you've got to really like, that sounds like this. It's like yeah. the, it's like a Cajun of the UK. I don't know how to describe it, but <laughs> it's, it's no. crazy. Can, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I have a Cajun. I guess I don't know you, if she's Cajun, but I have a Cajun behind the You can still understand. I feel like you can still understand Cajuns, but no, it's 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 definitely their their dialect is a lot thicker. Yeah. yeah. So why? How did you decide on Scotland? You you just you 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 tuned in there. I love to go to Scotland. Is that just the, the golf? The or golf the, bring you there? Or uh, Scotch? I love to travel. Love to play golf. So that's where they intersect. And uh, like a lot of folks, you know, I have a group of golf buddies that get out three or four times a year and kind of figure out where you want to go from Naples to, you know, San Diego to uh, Whistler in Wisconsin. Uh, Whistling Straits, Whistling rather. Straits, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful course. Tough, really tough. Uh, there's something like there's something like two thousand sand traps on that golf course. Right, it it's is, a lot of sand really. and it's a lot of mounds. Right, is that yeah? It's right? really it's really mountainous. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you're not hitting them straight, straight yeah. and short's okay. Uh, everything else doesn't work. Have you played Coeur d'Alene? No, I have not. I'm is that the Iowa list. one? Or that's yeah. the, I, 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 I between yes. something. Um, Iowa. It's you fly, it's the uh, it's outside of Spokane, Washington, or Spokane. Mm. I think they say they pronounce it Spokane. Um, How do they pronounce it? Coeur d'Alene. I don't know. She said Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. No, yeah, one. I'm not walking into your little trap there. Good luck <laughs> with that. Um, no, but they have their 18th hole. It, it's floating in the middle of a lake. And they oh rotate it around like three times a year. And before you start, they'll tell you, okay, the whole the hole's floating right here. No, but no like okay. the, it's really floating. It's floating. Like, cause we wow. we were there and we got our booth set up and was like, let's run a boat and go on a lake. And then it's like, that what is that? And then we found out it's a floating yeah. hole. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I love those challenges. There's a little golf course no one has ever heard of in northern Wisconsin in Door County, which is just north of Green Bay. I am a Packer fan, tried and true. Yes. I have a cheese. Oh, I, like I have a cheese head hat. Should have worn it today. Actually. No kidding. Yeah, I would have worn mine if yeah. you would have said something. We could have done it together. Exactly. And, uh, and Door County, as it's called, is uh, I call it the Cape Cod of the Midwest. Uh, it's a beautiful little community. It's uh, you know all the boating and and uh, kind of recreational resort area stuff. Um, and, and very folksy. You know, a lot of cabins and a lot of uh, camping and so on. Uh, but there they have um, a little golf course that uh, is actually three separate nines, and um, I've forgotten the name of it as I'm sitting here. But on the on the ninth hole of the blue course, so it's red, white, and blue are the are the indicators. You're up about uh, 300 feet above the green, and if you've ever experienced that kind of a drop, it's really hard to figure out what club to hit to go that far out and that far down. Uh, but for me, it's a it's a wedge. <laughs> Never hit a wedge off of a tee before. Uh, how weird is that? Even even in par threes, that's uh, yeah. probably more more of a nine iron shot. But uh, I got up on the on the tee uh, years and years ago, and and uh, stupidly took out uh, I think a five iron or something, and I hit it past the green, over the road, and into the lake. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how crazy it was to be that high up. But it's one of the most picturesque and beautiful places. It's a little public course, you know. I think it's that's fifty crazy. bucks to play all day long. It's amazing. That's like hitting it and just that's like hitting it off the roof of this building, on the, <laughs> onto the ground, is what that is. And trying to gauge, do I have the right club for that? That's crazy. We have a twenty-two story. We're in a twenty-two story building here in Irving. I saw it there. She's like, she's like, hey, give, she's like, give everybody a reference. <laughs> yes. How long does it take for light to travel from the sun? To I the know moon? we should do so. Like, yeah. Yeah. Rapid fire. I bet you would know. I bet you would know. We have to have somebody in the background with Google. So traveling got shut down in 2020. Did you pick up any new hobbies or were you just like going virtually? We, we had some, you know, extra time because we weren't traveling so i decided to build a machine that made blister cards oh cool oh, so yeah. we got in, we got into that we're uh, we're releasing it now and and um it's it's uh three times faster than the standard machines that are out there 
and has built-in vision inspection. So, you know, I love working with my hands and building stuff. I've always been a hobbyist. And, um, you know, for years and years when I was a kid, used to build the fastest cars that I could possibly think of how to make. And uh, transitioned uh, a couple years ago from internal combustion to Tesla. And I'm telling you, it's oh. it's amazing. The experience is absolutely amazing. It's just a pleasure to to drive these cars and to how stable and fast. So and you're spinning up Teslas? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, dude, those are like off the rack, zero to sixty-one point nine seconds, right? Like something like yeah. it's something it's, crazy. If fast. you've ever done that, you only the only time you've ever had a human experience of going accelerating that fast is where we started a while ago in the amusement parks. It's just you can't describe it. The acceleration is just uncanny, and it's all the way up to 120, 130 miles an hour. Gosh, do you uh, do you use the autopilot at all? I do, and I will tell you uh, from firsthand experience. I've been driving Teslas uh, two and a half years now. Okay. I just got a Performance Model Three a few months ago, which I love. Um, but it's great. It's not perfect. And if you're stupid enough to take your eyes off the road, you may really regret it. Because if you get to certain things in the road, I noticed the other day that that uh, the curbs, you know, it uses cameras to see where you are and where the other cars are. And it's very advanced. It's, it's awesome technology. But if you have a very tall curb, like an 18-inch high curb, okay. it doesn't know what that is. And I only had just this one experience, um, very odd road that have who has curbs that are 18 inches tall um and the car actually picked the wrong lane and if i hadn't had my hands on the wheels i was going to be part of that curb Interesting. so it was uh yeah it's not perfect do not Every, everyone do not, i've do not look away everyone do I've, not look away i know that has when i asked that question and most people are like i just don't trust it yet you know, not for long spents or nothing like that. I'm not going to go on a 200-mile road trip and never touch the wheel. Yeah, you saw where uh, Uber sold their automatic car division, I think, to Microsoft or somebody. Yeah. And they pretty much yeah. said, They hey, divested you know, it. Yeah, yeah, you know, what, four years yeah. ago they were – or five years ago they were saying, hey, within five years you're going to have self-driving taxis Ubers, and stuff. Yeah. And they've sold well, it and like, decided, hey, that's probably not going to happen. Well, that's like, um, you know, his last car – it had the, you know, There's a uh, big the, gap between his Tesla and my Honda Pilot. Just very, FYI. very true. <laughs> but um, his car, it would it would follow the line. And so if you're driving on the interstate, it's following the white line on the right. And you're and it's trying oh, to yeah. exit you when you're like, no, 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 I, I want to stay on the interstate. Yeah, you'd have to fight I, my car not to exit. I hated it. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I feel yeah, that it's is nice, more of it's a nice hazard. on the freeway if if you're if you're on a long straight freeway and you want to just relax your neck and shake your hands and move your feet around a little bit. It's nice to put it on and, and let it drive because it does that really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't get near a ramp. Don't put it on a public street where the street goes into a Y like that because yep. it doesn't know it doesn't know where yeah. you want to well, go. Really knows if to go you straight. hear like it sucks, but like a lot of those people that you hear about crashing and dying or people burning up because they left autopilot on the whole yeah. time didn't do anything well there was one last week with a young kid who turned on autopilot and he got in the back seat and he was waving to everybody yeah he's and trying to be smart like, he put his foot on it to really? simulate it yeah oh man which on tesla tesla had not enabled they now have turned on a camera in there to see if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing oh right Something they hadn't turned on. Maybe they're looking to get you sleeping too. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the, um, the up, blister baby. pack you did is that single dose or multi dose? Either, either. This is uh, single dose, uh, so we'll do uh, multi- multiple cards a minute. Uh, I won't, I won't give you the exact number, uh, but it will also do multi dose, any card format, uh, disc pill, medicine on time, SureMed, whatever you want. Uh, it uses our same technology. In fact, I think I can show it to you here. Return it. Uh, right there it is, uses the same cartridge and vision inspection system and pill verification, and um, it's operator attended, so it's, uh, it's nice to uh, not have to have, you know, exceptions trays or post-processing or adding pills after the automation. Huh. So it works and, like the rapid pack, but it's yep. doing blister packs. Exactly. Instead of, instead, of producing, uh, instead of producing the little pouches that we're so familiar with, it... Uh, Puts the pills into essentially a pouch. You call it, call each one of these a pouch, and you got it. Is it the same machine, or is it a totally different machine? 
Different machine, yeah. I think the duo idea, uh, Jeff, frankly, doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. like uh, Swiss Army knife, you know, got a lot of stuff, but not very good at anything. So what are you calling it? Calling it the Rapid Card. Rapid Card? I, maybe I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> wow. Rapid what? Card. I, did, I didn't know either. <laughs> so. Marcia, you need to drink. I, I know. Sorry. Maybe somebody should have drank. Red, like red wine. <laughs> Red, nice red fruity wine. I will. I will. Nice <laughs> Give me such a hard time. I know. He's just asking a question. Uh -oh. She's like, goodness. No. Yes, yeah, actually, a cool thing. Actually, when did I get that for y'all? I got I, them. That was our, you got that for us for Christmas like two years ago. So I got them a, a series of bottles of wine that were like that four, were from the anyway. year they got married. That ah, is cool. That is called Continuum, and uh, 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 a Continuum is a a change that happens so slowly you don't notice it, right? You just wake yep, up. It's like yep. seasons. All of a sudden, sure. oh, my goodness, it's winter. You know, and the, yep. the just change happens on time. And so they got four bottles, one to drink at each big, at 15, at 20, at 20 at and 25, 25. And so, so we're all uh, praying it's good. <laughs> so uh, we'll, popping one today. It'll be good. Well, yeah, so, and, yep, and, so they're popping one today. And, and, and not just the very cool, thoughtful uh, piece of that. The thing that to me is the most remarkable of this is the bottle. It's the vintage year is the year that we got married. Right. Yeah. It's the, it's a uh, right. The vintage is right. Yeah. So this one, this yeah. year wow. is 15 years old. That yeah. is right. cool. Yeah. So we're drinking a, yeah. a 15 year old bottle of wine. I'm going to see you at NCPA. I'm going to say, Bill, where's your rapid card? Rapid card machine. <laughs> Rapid card we'll machine. Have we'll have it there on the display and uh, we're shipping them here uh, very shortly. And a couple other really cool new things, too. So we have but, some uh, secrets besides the Rapid Card. The Rapid Card's out there. Oh, yeah. We have a couple things yeah. coming yeah. from yeah. there. We have, we have a big one. It's actually right right over here in the corner, but I'm going to have to keep that blanket on it's that one. big secret I with know, a blanket right? on there. If anything, wow. this podcast is an amazing teaser for you to try yeah. out and use for Apple-esque. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you went back and tinkered then, it sounds like, what you did uh, during yeah, that's COVID. that's what he did with COVID. You went back and tinkered. Yeah, it, it is it is my passion and and uh, I, I did actually find myself because when you're doing 20 22 a year it's sort of almost every other weekend is a trade show and so you need to do yep. prep and then you need to travel and you need to set up and you know yeah Jeff, you and crazy I kind setup. Of, we we're the same kind of animal uh, we see each other there the day before the show in our blue jeans and and Marsha there in her uh, sweats uh, putting our booths together, yep. getting all the all borrowing the each other's tools, <laughs> borrowing each other's tools. Yep. Yeah, I do bit. that a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I can't believe they shook this like this. We're gonna fix it. <laughs> it's two feet too long. Who's got a hacksaw? Yeah, yeah no, it, yeah, we we've been there together, and so I found all that extra time. You know, it's just yeah. all of a sudden in yeah. March, it's everything got canceled. And at first, we thought, well, okay, six months probably. By June, we'll you know we'll be back to normal. Actually, PDS, who couldn't have their show in February, which is really a shame because we love that show, uh, postponed it till May, and then they just outright canceled right. it. And all the summer shows, of course. But we we kept in in 2020. We kept thinking, well, it'll be good by June. We'll be fine. And then fall for sure. How could it not happen right, in the fall? Right. It's impossible. Yeah, and here we are you know, June of the following year thinking, gosh, I hope that October show actually happens. You know, it's just unprecedented. So I just came into the office and said, guys, you know, we've got all this. Frankly, you have the same experience, Jeff. We had extra budget because we weren't yeah, spending the, it's been all the, money. the big no dollars, you know, and millions of dollars these trade shows cost. And so we just said, look, um, we're going to, we're going to do some fun stuff, take advantage of this, support our customers to the best of our ability. And then, those projects that we've had on the board for a while, let's just, let's move it up. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's kind of what we've done. We've hired, and by the way, we hired new people all the way through COVID. Uh, we probably wow. added 10 to 12 really, uh, really sharp people. Just, uh, just uh, brought on nice. some really cool new uh, executive team members. Uh, we have um, uh, uh, a, a fellow that a lot of people probably know. Uh, Marcus Kennedy used to be the uh, head engineer at uh, for I guess 19 years or so since the very beginning Scandal. and we're very fortunate enough to have him join us. He's a, just an amazing guy. I've been on board for about a month and uh, a couple other really, really sharp uh, people. So we're, we're trying to, you know, build for the future, we're trying to continue to drive the industry to be a better industry. I always thought, especially when I was at Pixis, the more that we did to sort of up the game, 
everyone else would then also have to and want yep. to up the game. And it really is true. So what we've done is kind of, you know, set up uh, a pace, a pace, if you will. Here's new stuff, coming up with new stuff every year or two, some really cool, new, keen advancement in the industry. And even when we first started, you know, 13 years ago uh, with the RXA, if it's a category that didn't exist, having a, a machine that took stock bottles and stored the stock bottles securely without having to put them in a cassette or some kind of a cell um, was not heard of. And, and, you know, we're still alone in that category today. And, and uh, you know, we do a great job of preventing theft and diversion of narcotics and, and uh, one of its great attributes and uh, perpetual inventory control. So people, you know, people see something like that um, and they think, wow, you know, we better, we better think of something too. We better, we better try to advance the state of the art. And that's, that's why we all get better because I stand on other people's shoulders. They're going to stand on my shoulders and they're going to do things better and, and uh, more, uh, less costly than, than we've done it. So do you have um, a workshop but- at home? I do. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just picturing, you know, I, you know sometimes like, like Mark would always be like, Marsha, don't you have a trade show? It's yeah. About I'm, time. Like, I need some me go, time. I'm just picturing your wife <laughs> no, watching TV and, like... and, and you, you flipping it off with the Hallmark <laughs> channel for like the science channel. And she's like to the garage with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got well, to go I, tinker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I solved that problem, you know, a decade ago. I just put a TV in the garage. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the science channel and how the universe works, and yep. there's my tools and you know working on you know how do you how do you do field verification? Yeah, that's, I'm picturing that's with a, welding helmet. Tough, in mind. Right, there's like an Iron Man yeah. feel to it. Yeah, right, it does like, definitely have an Iron Man feel. <laughs> it really does. I put on the suit, put on the suit and the helmet. Like, yeah. RX safe suit and gets going. The the, well, the Roxy suit. Right suit. <laughs> Put on the Rexy suit. Yeah, the yeah. Rexy suit. There you yeah. Go. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, he, he's not Rexy. He Rexy is his. What was um, Jarvis? I, Jarvis. He's Jar- uh, Rexy, Rexy's Jarvis. Rexy's really yeah. Jarvis. It, yeah. Is really his Jarvis. That's it. Well, Bill, I think we're we're running out of time. Just wanted to uh, just tell you how much we enjoyed it today, and and thank you for for spending some time with us. We uh, miss people, so this is kind of yeah. our ability to. To, to see people and and thank you for all you do for the industry and your support NCPA and can't wait Appreciate to uh, see you again and see the two new things you've invented. I know, invented. right? So much anticipation. I know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, don't feel come. special. Yeah. I'm calling Bill That's after this and I'm calling Bill after and say, what did you make? And to see the repit card in person. That's right. Come come to NCPA. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I love uh, I love this part of my job and getting to you know talk to people and and let them know what's going on and let them know how much we care about what they do and what they've done to to keep our our uh, healthcare system at the level that it is and and take it well beyond, as Buzz Light you used to say uh, to to infinity and beyond for our pharmacy independent pharmacy owners. Nice. Um, you guys, Marcia and Mark and Jeff, have been a great inspiration to me. You know, always been a great friend, and and uh, so we really appreciate this opportunity to just have a little chat. Well, thank yep. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like we should sing. I know. All right. Get up and hug. Get yeah, up and right. hug. Thank you, Bill. Bill, thanks thank so much. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you for watching the Catalyst podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider liking, subscribing, and or following us. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more amazing pharmacy people like you. Follow Pioneer RX on your preferred social media platform for the latest up-to-date pharmacy news and content.